Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 7th of February. As the Flyers finally got back in action last night, certainly looked like there was a little bit of rust on their game, especially when it came to passing to guys in motion. They go down 2-1 against the New York Islanders, and we saw some things from earlier in the season in this game that reared their ugly head again. And here is those things. Number one, really a tough time creating good offensive scoring opportunities in the game. And the inability to finish the ones that they did get. This team's got to really capitalize on those opportunities because they're not going to get a ton of them in games. And that was something that plagued the team early in the season was that inability to put the puck in the net. They went on a stretch where they were scoring you know, good amounts, good amounts of goals. I always talk about the race to four, winning the race to four in a game, winning the race to three. You know, there's only three total goals scored in this game. They get one, and it comes off a redirect, a high tip from a fourth-line player in Nick Delarie. Now, it was a nice play, and it was a good forecheck that set it up. Kiefer Bellows did a nice job working it around the outside, back to the point to Tony D'Angelo, who gets that puck to the net, recognizing that he had a layered screen and a moving screen in combination. Delarie is out high with a member of the Islanders' defenders. That's the first part of it, and he gets the tip on it and changes the direction of the shot. And Patrick Brown is cruising to the net front, creating a moving screen along with an Islander defender to take away the eyes of Semyon Berlamov. Those things all contributed to that goal. It was good execution, but there was, you know, just just a little off on some of the passing plays. Um, you'll hear Torts in a minute, and he mentions a couple of opportunities that JVR had fun had around the net that just couldn't corral and, and put by Varlamov. One in the first period after. Travis Konechny absolutely undressed an Islanders defender almost down by the corner, more on the half wall, and goes in front to JVR. There was a lot on the pass, and a really tough one to crowd. May have gotten kind of redirected as well from a sliding New York Islander player. Uh, But the execution and ability to score goals just wasn't there in the game for the Flyers. And again, they're a team that's not going to get a ton of chances so they have to capitalize on the chances they do get. And they just didn't do that in the game. I thought you saw in the neutral zone play in the game, there was it seemed like they were passing to where a guy is, not where he was going. So invariably those passes are probably in a guy's feet. They weren't leading a player into open ice to play faster. I thought you saw all those things. You saw some rust on the Flyers. You saw a little bit of rust on the New York Islanders as well, but the Islanders were able to capitalize on two scoring chances. Like their first goal they get is off the rush goal on the power play. You don't see many off the rush goals on the power play. It's uh, Palmieri who just beats Hart with an absolute beautiful shot off the bar and in. And that puts the Islanders on the board and up one nothing in the game. Bailey and Ajo got the assist. And then in the second period, this is where a player like Barzell can make players around him better. And he actually gets the goal. But... The Flyers are kind of getting mesmerized by the stick handling and puck ability and skills and possession ability of Matthew Barzell. He's working around the outside. Noah Dobson comes off the bench. The Flyers lose him. He ends up with the puck in the in the slot with nobody around him, no one around him. And he's got a couple of options. I can just shoot this puck, try and beat Hart clean. But Hart comes darting out of his, you know, from his right, 
to his left and out in the middle and takes a ton of ice to make himself big. And when Dobson gets that puck, you have that oh no moment from the Flyers. And they all try to go to him as quickly as possible. Oh no, he's in the slot. He's wide open with the puck. So everybody goes to him. And then Barzell sneaks in back door and is able to deflect that puck by Hart, who at that point took a lot of ice, and rightfully so. He's got to depend on his structure there, and it ends up behind him, and the Islanders go up 2-0. Like I mentioned before, Delarier picks up the lone flyer goal, his third of the season. Tony D'Angelo and Nick Sealer pick up assists at 10.39 of the second period, but the Flyers unable to get anything else on uh, Semyon Verlamov, kind of a low-event third period in the game. Some opportunities, not any really sustained pressure or opportunities for the Flyers. They get hard out with about three minutes left. Can't really create much there. And the other thing that kind of crept into this game that reminded me of the early season was the power play and the inability to get in the zone and get set up. They had a power play with about 11 minutes to go in the third period. And it was about zone entry-wise, about as ugly as it got. <laughs> just could not get in the zone, poor decisions, not you know moving the puck up the weak side of the ice where you have an opportunity once the, the coverage starts to shade to that man coming through the neutral zone. And they end up chasing that power play like a, like a dog chasing its tail the entire time, just not able to get in and get set up. And that was a huge issue in the beginning of the year. That speaks to the inability to score goals. And that was a big power play opportunity in the third period, and they just they they did not look good on that power play at all. So there's a couple elements there from earlier in the season. Now they're back at it now. Got a game again on Thursday against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. Well, you want to see a power play that can obtain the zone and, and really do some damage? Look at the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, they're a team. I mean, last year their power play percentage, I think, was over 30%. This year, at this point in the season, through 50 games, is over thir- is 32% on the button. I mean, that is a staggering number. For example, the Edmonton power play, clicking at 32%, is more than twice as good as the Flyers power play, which is 31st in the league, clicking at 15.8%. That's stunning. You cannot take penalties against that team coming up on Thursday. But that's Thursday. So the Flyers have some things to clean up. And this now final 30 games... There's a lot of questions. We went through the the six final 31 question marks and how they respond to games like that against a big boy team in the Islanders. They're a big, heavy team. How they're going to respond on Thursday dealing with that unbelievable overspeed play of Connor McDavid and skill of Leon Dreisaitl. And then how they deal with, you know, on Saturday, dealing with UC Soros Roman Yossi, and the Nashville Predators, So they beat earlier this season in Nashville. And then also, you know, they'll wrap up this four-game homestand with Seattle. And then they'll go to Seattle. They won't face another Eastern Conference team until the 24th of February when they take on the Montreal Canadiens back at the Wells Fargo Center. So seven, the next seven games, all against Western Conference teams. So this is an interesting stretch for this team. Teams we don't see a whole heck of a lot. We'll see Edmonton, we'll see Seattle twice, we'll see Calgary, we'll see Vancouver, who they beat earlier in the season. Uh, We'll see some opponents that we don't see a whole heck of a lot, but this team has got to pick it back up and we'll see where they go. 
And this is an opportunity with some adversity um, for John Tortorella and the organization to find out what some guys are made of. So that's going to be the interesting part of this final 30 games uh, for the Flyers. I thought Carter Hart was excellent in the game. I thought Varlamov played well, but I thought Hart was excellent in the game. Uh, would you want to save on that first goal by Palmari? It's a clear-sighted shot. Sure, but it was a perfect shot. Sometimes you got to just go, okay, these these players can shoot the puck so incredibly well. And they're going to beat a goaltender sometimes, even in clear-sighted situations. It was a great shot uh, that Palmari had off the bar and in. I mean, you could hear the, the ting of the post, and probably outside in the corridor of the Wells Fargo Center. And uh, that got the aisles on the board. So first game for Bo Horvat there as a member as well. I think that maybe gave them a little bit of energy. Uh, but the Islanders are a team looking to push right now, and we'll see if they're able to do it. They came into the game with four points ahead of the Flyers in the standings. So that's a big two points for them uh, from a playoff push perspective, but we'll see where it leads for the Islanders. They were a team that went to two conference finals back-to-back years under Barry Trotz and didn't make the playoffs last year after they had to start the year with that incredibly long road trip because their building wasn't ready, and then they move on from Barry Trotz. They move into a a situation with Lane Lambert as the coach, who philosophically has got a lot of similarities to Barry Trotz. And they're hard teams to come back against, teams that are coached by Barry Trotz and Lane Lambert, because they stay in their structure. They block shots. They are not going to give you anything for free. And the Islanders didn't give the Flyers anything for free in that game last night. And the result is a 2-1 loss uh, against the Islanders. Let's get to the head coach, though, because he met with the media after the game. Really didn't like the start his team had. But here's head coach John Tortorella addressing the media. He didn't set the tone in the first period. Yeah, we, we had fed to us the first period. I'm assuming that was a pregame message. Why do you think it, it didn't work out for you guys? Where do you feel like it started to turn and things started to even out for you? Well, we played a better second period. I mean, like I said, it was, it was men against boys in the first period. Um, played better in the second. Uh, had we had a lot of almost chances i thought we were a little sloppy offensively it looked like we were going to get a chance and you know james has a couple of tap-ins but goes by him just a lot of almost offensively but uh after the first period i thought we played better third period it was kind of nondescript by both teams that team knows how to check they know how to protect the lead veteran group good sticks uh, we're going to find out about some people when we start playing these games here in the checking part of it because teams are going to ramp that up and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how guys react. Uh, uh, I liked how we came back after the first and, and answered. Uh, couldn't find a way to tie the game up. When you see those almost chances, do you attribute that to like the break and getting back into it or is that something that you guys can focus on in these upcoming yeah, it, it, it's both teams had a break, right? And so we, you, you don't use rust or anything like that. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. It, it just, uh, we just weren't, we just didn't finish off offensive plays. Uh, we have been of late, um, didn't tonight. So we're, we'll just get back, back, back at it, and get ready to play our next game. Could you tell right from the get go that uh, Tippett was one guy who really had skating legs tonight? Yeah, Tip played well. Yeah, he, he, I think he makes a mistake on the second goal where he loses his positioning. But uh, uh, he, I thought he wanted the puck. Uh, uh, three block shots early on in the game. Uh, uh, 
skated well as far as trying to bring pucks to the net. One of our better players tonight. The Delorey line it is a line that gives you guys a lot in terms of forechecking and just overall physicality. But getting offense from them, is, did that kind of help you get even more of an energy boost there in the second period? Well, it gets us back in the game. Nick's goal gets us back in the game. It's a good play by Tony putting it to the net. Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's kind of who they are. And uh, can I shorten the bench at the end because I, I just decided to go with some with three lines other than theirs and uh, trying to get our offensive people out there more. I know sometimes penalties can be because you're being aggressive in, in a good way. Did you think the penalties were pretty costly for you guys? Yeah, there were too many too many penalties early in the game. It, it, we you know you take a couple when you're just starting back in. You can't get any flow on your bench. Um, Kevin's was one when I thought our flow was there and to take a neutral zone hooking penalty on really a, a nothing play. Kevin was tired. It was late in his shift. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to blame it on that, but th that one there, the third one was, I just thought we were getting our flow. And then we take one there in a neutral zone, really in a nothing play. Um, yeah, we, we, we've got to stay disciplined. Uh, I thought it was a big kill for us. Uh, but listen, bottom line is they, uh, they played better the first period, much better. Uh, I thought both teams, uh, it was pretty even the second and third, but they get a lead. They got veteran people and they know how to check. Um, as I said to you guys prior, it's a, it's a good game to start our, 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 I guess our last third uh, because it's a hard team to play against. They played harder and uh, it's a lesson learned by us. John Tortorella talking to the media after the Flyers' 2-1 loss against the New York Islanders. Uh, one last thing to kind of talk about here is Travis Konechny has now gone five games without a point. Going into the game, his last point was against the Detroit Red Wings. It was an assist back on the 21st of January. Now, in his last 10 games, he's got three points, all assists. He's at a key point in the season. Last night in the game, he didn't register a shot on goal. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, he had that incredible move along the wall. I thought he played well. I thought he had good energy. He was all over the puck, and he was creating offense. He didn't get any shots on goal. He had a great setup to James Van Riemsdyk, which didn't convert when he undressed that Islanders defender. Um, but I'd have to really go back and look at some of his scoring chances and maybe I'll do that coming up today uh, to see if he is getting inside. We know that getting inside was what he talked to Danny Breer about and Torts has talked about as well, and getting in into the house, if you will, into the middle of the ice to create those scoring chances because that's where you're going to have much more success. And, you know, he found that in his conversations with Danny Breer and looking at the, the tape and the analytics and where he was generating from, it was too much from the outside. And TK's been asked to do a lot this year. Like, if you look at the game last night, Travis Konechny played, I think, 22 minutes on the button. So he played a lot of minutes in the game. He's playing in all situations. He is the Flyers' one of their, their top five-on-five five guys in all situations, up a goal, down a goal, any point in a game. He played 231 on the power play. He's one of their you know, more reliable players on the power play to generate offense. That wasn't the case last night. The power play did not look good. But then he also played 237 on the PK, which led all forwards in penalty kill time. So he plays more than five minutes of special teams in the game, 1652 of five on five. 
And he looks right now like a player that the shooting percentage is evening out a little bit and that he's got to kind of break through this wall right now. You know, he's going five games without a point, three points in his last 10. I mean, he had that point streak of 20 points in 10 games. Uh, But right now, he's having a a little bit of a dry spot in his schedule. And we'll see if he can get, you know, back, back at it on the score sheet coming up on Thursday against the Edmonton Oilers. So we'll see how that plays out. Tony D'Angelo... Uh, was second in the Flyers in defensive minutes. I thought that was an interesting number, too, because uh, his time on ice was 21.09. The only player that played more was Ivan Provorov, who played 22 minutes. But D'Angelo played on that third pair with Nick Sealer. Now, he did see 251 of power play time. I thought Tony had a pretty good game. Um, but, you know, you look at the the way the defensive minutes were parceled out. Nick Sealer ends up with 15.41, but York at 18.22. Ristolainen at 18.26, and Sanheim at 19.09. So pretty even distribution of the minutes, but D'Angelo and, and Provorov at the top there, uh, each over 21 minutes, Provorov with a top of 22, played 3.02 on the PK. Ristolainen also played 3.10 on the PK as well. So um, some interesting parceling of minutes. We'll see how that uh, kind of develops. I do like the pairing of D'Angelo on the third pair with Nick Sealer. A lot more than I like the pairing of D'Angelo with Sanheim. I think when Sanheim's played with D'Angelo, we've seen a resistance to jump up in the play and get up the ice from Sanheim. And that's one of his big weapons. Flyers need him to be able to jump in the play, create the rush, join the rush, and be an option on the rush, especially when they're a team that lacks that pure goal scoring ability um, in spades. So um, having Sanheim with a partner that will help him do that, I think makes more sense. We'll see how Torts kind of handles that part of the equation going forward as well. All right, that's going to be it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have another brand new episode of Flyers Daily. So everybody, enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow in a brand new Flyers Daily.